Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Let me let me tell you what I just did. Do you know when you'll be home alone and you'll do some stupid ass shit and you'll be you'll just feel dumb as hell. You'll be like and you have nobody to talk about it with because no one saw you or your pets just looking at you like mine just was. So I walked into my podcast room which is like our spare bedroom. Who am I? My podcast room. <laughs> my husband also does work out of here. Like he makes um led signs and stuff the room is a mess okay is what i'm trying to say it's also doubles as like my overflow closet area and there is a fucking big ass chelsea boot on the ground and when i tell you i stepped on this shit and fell to the ground because i about damn near twisted my fucking ankle now was the fall a little bit dramatic yes and the thing about that is I felt dumb because I looked up and my dog is just looking at me like, bitch, get up. <laughs> There's nothing like those dog judgment eyes. Oh my gosh. But not only that, let me tell you about some other stupid shit I accidentally did. Now, this is something I had started like two weeks ago, but my dumb ass started a show that's only one fucking season and that show was the time traveler's wife so excuse me i remember when it first came out on hbo max when it first came out and i saw the trailer for it and i love me some theo james love and i do love um i'm sorry i don't know her name she played Jon snow's love interest in um Game of Thrones that got killed, but now they're actually married in real life. She's real cute. Redhead. It has those two in it. And again, I love me some Theo James. And I was like, oh, I I like like a good romantic, like I love Virgin River. You know, I like a good little romantic show to watch when I'm by myself. Um, and I'm caught up on reality TV. So I started watching Time Traveler's Wife thinking it's absolutely getting picked up for a season two, but I can go ahead and start now and get through the whole first season, y'all. I didn't do my fucking research and I got what I got because they canceled the fucking show. And I found that out halfway through watching it. However, I can't abandon it. So I was like, all right, I'll just finish it through and maybe they'll just like wrap it up in a cute way since obviously they weren't renewed. No, they didn't. They left on a fucking cliffhanger. And I was like, so then I got on the internet like I always do. And I'm like, let me see if I can finish or like look anything up regarding this cancellation. Because I remember seeing something that said like Netflix may be picking up some shows. And I was like, ooh, that would be nice. Netflix is not picking up that fucking show. I guess the ratings like it just really didn't do well like they thought it would. And I never even watched the movie. I for damn sure didn't read the book. The only thing that spoke to me is that I like Theo James. I think that man is so damn fine. Um... But yeah, every like some people were saying like, oh, Netflix might pick it up. Netflix isn't going to pick it up because from what I read, I think Netflix turned it down. And that's how it ended up on HBO Max. Not like HBO Max is like bootleg or anything. But yeah, that's done. Stick a fork in it. I'm so fucking irritated. There's nothing I cannot stand. 
actually there's a whole lot of shit i can't stand let's not even say that giselle i hate a one season show what is the point i think all shows should have at least two seasons like let's develop some shit okay i can't remember the last time i saw a one season show i mean i know there's some probably something on like abc family or something but we're not calling it abc family free form free wow i'm old but yeah maybe something on freeform but yeah i was really fucking pissed off about that um but i had to see it through because i'm no quitter speaking of freeform you guys know what show i really miss is the bold type but there is another show on freeform that i really like it's called everything's trash you should watch it if you haven't. I read the book. Um, it, the book, the whole book title is Everything's Trash, but that's okay. And it was absolutely hilarious. I actually read it in a time in my life when I was like struggling mentally and it made me laugh. So, but it's by Phoebe Robinson is the book. And then of course she is the show creator. She stars in it, everything. It's so cute, so funny, so light. So if you're looking for a light little show to watch, that's one of them a show, non-reality show. Um, speaking of reality shows, I know I told y'all on Instagram that you needed to be watching Claim to Fame like a few weeks ago. And a couple of you did. A couple of you have messaged me. Um, me and Eugene are like watching it every week. He's like, did you watch Claim to Fame? And I'm always behind. So I'm the worst. And I'm like, no, not yet. But then I blow him up. I need y'all to watch the show because it's a game show. And <laughs> I cannot find any fucking spoilers about it online. And that's why I think I like it so much. If you don't know, I'm a spoilers ass bitch. I will look up spoilers to a show in a heartbeat. I think it has something to do with my anxiety. Like I can't deal with some things. Like even if it's a light, funny show, I'll be like, if like, if for example, if I, David and, um, from Schitt's Creek, David and, what is his husband's name? Oh my God. Patrick, right? You guys know who I'm talking about from Schitt's Creek. I loved that couple so much. And I watched Schitt's Creek after it had all come out. I was so nervous for them to break up. I literally Googled, do David and Patrick break up? And my husband is like, why the fuck do you do that? And I'm like, I just can't take it. I just need to know. I don't need to know the details or anything. I just need to know the outcome that I want is going to come and then I'll be fine. So, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> Claim to Fame, I cannot find any spoilers about it. It is about um, relatives of famous people. It could be any, any way related. There's, you know, grandparents, grandchildren on there, daughters, siblings, all of that. It is so fucking good. And I need so many people to talk to about it. So please, if y'all have not watched it yet, just try. Okay, just try. Besides that, just a little update. I don't know if I told y'all over on the Instagram page, but I started my new job this week. This is my first job ever, ever outside of the, well, not, okay, I retract that. It is not my first job ever outside of the service industry. I've actually had multiple size jobs outside of the service industry. I used to do hair. I went to cosmetology school, yada, yada, hair and makeup, all that shit. I feel like I've told y'all that before. And then of course, while I was building a clientele and doing all that, I still worked in bars. When I got done with doing hair, I actually, it's because I got asked to be a manager at the bar that I was working at. And I was like, hmm, salary, don't have to deal with really rude guests and all this stuff. I was like, sure, why not? Well, I'm officially retired for the most part from, <clears throat> what is going on? I'm officially retired 
from the service industry for now, I still have a bar that I pick up shifts at if I need a little coin. But I started my office job this week and it's been an adjustment, but I actually really like it. I don't want to say really with that much emphasis because it's still work and I don't want to do that, but I am enjoying it. It's just the hours are a lot for me to get used to. Um, and everybody, I'm like, I'm used to living like a Vanderpump Rules life. So that literally that show used to be my life with all of the restaurant drama and all that stuff. So everyone has been telling me about uh, watch out for office politics, watch out for office politics. I'm like, what the fuck is office politics? So we're going to be doing some fun little polls and questions on the Instagram page coming up in the next few weeks, because I want to know some of these office stories. I mean, I've absolutely been keeping my ear open at my desk, listening to my new coworkers and the things that they say. So I want to hear some of y'all stories. Um, but yeah, besides that, let's, let's get into some, just some news. Okay. So first things first, I want to talk about this. Um, I don't know if anybody saw Nicki Minaj, I guess, fired her assistant. And let me start by saying this. I did not dive all the way into the story because I just don't have the mental capacity. Like Nicki Minaj is already a lot for me. But Nicki Minaj fired her assistant, I guess. And the woman, this person was exposed, and I'm using air quotes here, exposing all of this stuff. And if all of you know, Nicki Minaj has a history of like, not treating people the best, the rumors of not treating people the best, I should say. And not only that, but if you've been living under a rock, you know everything about her husband. Um, so this ex-assistant, I guess, so-called found herself putting herself on blast or putting Nikki on blast rather and saying all of these things on Instagram story, like literally took a picture of her palm, typed it up on a blank background and it was like, oof um and i'm just going to be honest with y'all i don't believe anything she says one because or if is she even nikki's assistant i don't fucking know like i said i didn't do that much research i just kept seeing it pop up on my timeline however i don't believe what she says because it's nikki minaj you had to have signed an nda like girl stop playing i think that this person was just trying to cause a stir get Nikki some more bad publicity. And like, let me tell y'all, I'm not a barb. I'm not a barb at all, like in the slightest bit, but it was kind of fucked up. I mean, she was detailing a lot of fucked up shit, but I was like, you just don't get on Instagram like this after being a famous person's assistant and then just spill everything, especially not a famous person like Nikki Minaj, because like, I'm not really scared of anybody Nicki Minaj and her fans, well, I'm not so sure I'm scared of my mom. Nicki Minaj and her fans and the barbs, like, oh my gosh, it's so fucking exhausting. Exhausting. And again, these all of these famous people, A to D-list celebrities, TikTokers, like I'm not calling TikTokers D-list celebrities, but you know what I'm saying. Like they have assistants and they have them sign NDAs when they get either get fired and or quit, even if they leave on the best of terms. So you're not free to just get on the internet and say whatever. However, if I'm missing a part of the story, which I very well could be, maybe her NDA time was done. I don't know. Y'all will come in my DMs and let me know. I just know it. <laughs> so let me know if I'm missing part of the story. But I was, I kept seeing that on my timeline. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, another thing I kept seeing on my timeline that I just rolled my eyes out was Taylor Swift in that private jet. 
Because let me tell y'all something. One thing I am not about to get on is a private plane. It does not matter how famous I am. For whatever reason, if I were to ever become like Kardashian famous, y'all would still catch me on a commercial flight. And let me tell you why. Like private jets don't have to follow the same rules as commercial flights, um, i.e. Aaliyah's death. Pretty much the plane was overweight, which is why it came down. Like, no. I've just heard too many like private jet plane crashes for my comfort. Call me Missy Elliott. Find me in first class for sure. But I'm definitely, definitely never getting on a fucking private jet. Ever. You can, there's nothing you can do to convince me. You could literally tell me that I would get to fly with Beyonce. And like, obviously Beyonce is going to get on a private jet because she's Beyonce. She cannot get on a commercial flight with the rest of us. We would let her have no rest. You know what I mean? But I'll never be Beyonce famous ever. I don't know if I even want to be Beyonce famous. I more so want to be like Morgan Stewart famous. If you guys know who that is, like I want to be like Morgan Stewart, Nina Parker famous. Actually, Morgan gets on private jets, but she's Dr. Phil's daughter-in-law. Y'all know what I mean, okay? I would love to have a nightly show. However, back to the main point, which is Taylor Swift in this private jet. Apparently, her private jet puts out the most toxins into the air or something. There's a lot of technical terms in that uh, article that I was like, "Mm." her, the Kardashians, like they were amongst the top people whose private jets were the worst for the environment, I guess. Um, not shocked, but (laughs) Taylor tried to have her rep make a comment and it was not the comment to make because essentially what they said was Taylor loans her plane out to a lot of other people who can't afford to own private jets. So essentially she's like a good person, right? I don't think that Taylor Swift purposefully puts toxins into the air, but again, Taylor Swift can't get on a a commercial flight and I'm no Taylor Swift fan, but she can't get on a commercial flight. People will not like, she'd have to rent out the whole, it would be a mess. Okay. You, you're going to get to your gate and see Taylor Swift. I'm not even a fan of hers. And I would get there and be like, holy shit, that's Taylor Swift. I wouldn't go up to her. I've seen a few celebrities in person. I feel really bad going up to them because they're humans at the end of the day, but I would probably definitely stare at her because I'd be like, damn, that's Taylor Swift. She wouldn't know peace, okay? Why are we shocked that famous people have private jets? We're not, all right? Still not a Swifty, but I was just like, okay, we had nothing else to talk about. It was a slow news week. It was a slow news week. And the last thing I have to touch on is Lala hanging out with, uh, not Randall, Lala hanging out with Randall's enemy which is 50 cent now i shared on the instagram story i said this is the kind of petty i find entertaining i'm still not a fan of lala's but as a lady who would get done wrong by men and then fuck their friends i see nothing wrong with it and i mean fuck their friends i did not fuck everybody's friend every guy's friend that did me wrong but there was one in particular who would repeatedly do me wrong and his friends wanted to get with me and i didn't have a problem getting with them either because they weren't ugly so (laughs) i did it and it used to piss him off i got exactly what i wanted which was to get under his skin now let me remind you this is like a 21 year old actually mm, no 19 20 21 year old giselle 
I've not done that in almost a decade. Um, but the funny thing is, he used to try and get with some of my friends and they were like, uh, no. And he used to fucking be so pissed. It was so satisfying. I'm not going to lie. I'm still petty enough to be like, get a chuckle out of that. Um, do I think that Lala's just trying to piss off Randall? Duh. Like, duh. She's probably trying to make that man cry. Why? I don't know. Because you got him the way you got him. You knew how he was. Um, but the other thing that I'm like, <clears throat> I would be irritated if I were Stassi because Stassi, Lala had Stassi commenting on 50 cent, 50 cents photos being like, this is, ex what did she say? This is extortion or something. Something real dumb. Dumb for real, in the words of Nini. It sounded dumb. It was like, girl, you should just delete this comment, but you're not because you're a privileged white person. Um, I would be really embarrassed if my friend had me commenting on, commenting on 50 cents photos, thinking I had a point and I didn't. And now she's hanging out with them. But what else do, do we expect from Lauren from Utah? Not much, really nothing, honestly. But that's all I have. Let's get into the recaps, which we're really going to blow by. If you haven't noticed, this is obviously a solo episode this week. I am on Bitches Better with Raven this week. So if you want more in-depth conversations about these episodes, definitely go over there. We had a time, child. We had a time. But I am still going to recap all of this mess because... <clears throat> So we start this episode of Atlanta off at, with Sheree at the fabric store. And listen, first of all, whoever taught Sheree about the VDP, where are you? Come forward. Because why did you do that? The VDP, the visual dick print she wants in the joggers. All right. But honestly, the way Marlo was praying at the beginning of this episode is the way I am praying that She by Sheree finally happens. I have like every faith that she's definitely going to launch it at the finale. You know what I mean? But part of me is scared. All right. Because if you saw on Instagram this week, I was fighting for my life defending Sheree. Not really fighting for my life. Nobody was really arguing back with me. I got like a few like, but, 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 but no one was arguing back with me. I'm just being dramatic. However, I'm rooting for Sheree. I'm rooting for she by Sheree. So I need her to get it together. Stop dating bad men, but definitely get this website up. Okay. We also go over and see Candy and looks. Well, usually when Candy's voice starts to shake, I get a little irritated. However, I was like touched when she started crying about her Broadway play. Because one thing you cannot deny is that Candy is a hard ass worker. Hard worker. Like she does so many things and there's no, no way that anybody can deny that that woman is anything less than a hustler. Even like I saw people talking about, and I, hell, I joined into the conversation too. I saw people talking about her restaurant getting a C and it's like, yeah, but I mean, at least she has a restaurant to get a C health coat. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Cause that's bad as somebody who used to work in restaurants. It's not good. But, but what I'm saying is 
Candy works so hard and like, it's not like she starts these projects and then when one doesn't work, she's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like she pours into them. And I think that is amazing. And then of course she's talking about, you know, just providing another space for young black performers to be able to be on Broadway and stuff, which is, I mean, it's a known fact, obviously that's not common especially for young and up and coming black actors and actresses. So it was amazing. It really hurt me that she had to shut that show down. One thing that didn't hurt me, but irritated me was her husband's attitude about the money. And so we see Todd and Candy sit down and have a talk with Kayla and Riley, the older two, they're two that they don't have together, but they're have different parents um and they're talking to them about you know their trust and let me just make one thing clear i am very positive that this is something that candy has ironed out sealed stamped dated not changing whatsoever but she needed to give us a little bit of filming time she needed to give us some story so i'm sure the producers were like talk about the wheel or something okay because you got a lot of money todd don't so I was actually with Todd for 2.5 seconds in the beginning of the conversation. I do agree with them. If something were to happen to them, them getting like sums of money throughout periods of their life, because that's smart. You know what I mean? It's, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. We're not talking about like us normal folk. Like, you know what I mean? It's a lot of money and it's scary and grief People spend during grief. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I have, it manifests itself in weird ways. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but then he lost me all the way, all the way down to him getting up and throwing a little hissy fit, talking about they were being disrespectful towards him. They really weren't. Everyone sat down, all four adults and had a conversation and said how they felt. Just because no one agreed with how you felt doesn't mean that they were being disrespectful. I can't stand when people do that when you don't agree with them and they're, they're like, you're being disrespectful. I'm like, I'm literally not. I'm just disagreeing with you, but you can't argue with people about them feeling disrespected. God, don't even get me started. We need to move on. Okay. So Sonia's starting to make the calls about the Jamaica trip, queuing up all the drama. She wants everybody to know that it is a couple's trip and listen, I did my fair share of defending Sonia on the Instagram earlier this week as well over this episode, because let me, let me, let me tell you something, right? I like Sonia. Do I think that she's still finding her footing? Yeah. She's a first season housewife, but I do think that she organically fits in. And I will say this. I think she more organically fits in than Drew, but we will get there because Sonia is not rehearsing reads. However, I don't think that Sonia was trying to be shady when she called Kenya. I know people were making the point being like, she tried, she said it. And then when it didn't land, she tried to say it again. I was like, I, that's not how I assessed that conversation. Um, because the thing about Kenya and her fans is that they always want to be victims. I won't say all of the Kenya fans, but like always want to be victims. Kenya, no one's trying to make you feel bad for being divorced or not in a couple. It's fine. A lot of people are divorced and single. It's, it's totally fine. Okay. I just think that she was trying to let her know. And I think that, I also think that was edited weird. I really do. You never let her know that 
hey, you can bring a friend because a lot of the other housewives, a lot, and we've seen it before, would have been like, Kenya ain't got no man. She not coming. She literally said, I want everybody to feel like included, even if they don't have a significant other. I don't think Sonia was trying to be shady. I really, really fucking don't. Okay. I also don't think that Sonia is a bad party planner. If you follow me on the Instagram, this is exactly what I was talking about. Sonia said she was having a get together. And then she found out that it was Sheree's birthday. And then she decided to say, oh, I want to celebrate Sheree while we get together. Now, let me tell you something. This is why I don't do this. I don't have get togethers in the first place, but I definitely don't have them. And then say, let's throw in another celebration because I think, I think it really promotes false hope. I don't want to go somewhere and that somebody like a function that somebody's already having. And then they're like, oh, we'll celebrate your birthday too. No, I want to celebrate my birthday at a function that's for my birthday. Not a function that you decided to have and then throw in a celebration for me. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. So I think that's where things got lost in translation. I don't think a bartender needed to be there. There was some twist top wine and we're good. Okay. It was just very in between, very in between. And the whole selfie 360 thing, she was trying to be cute. Okay. Okay. Y'all gotta leave my girl Sonia alone. I'm serious. But I am proud of her for communicating with Kenya the way she did. Um, I was very irritated when Kenya started to cry because like, not cry, but tear up because like, not everything is a personal attack. Like, oh my gosh. I was talking to my friends about the whole Kenya Marlowe drama earlier. And like, let me just tell y'all, this is how I feel about it. I want all of those ladies, because we already saw on the preview for next week, Candy's going to throw Michael and William in Marlo's face. That's not a comeback. That That's not a comeback. Okay. No matter what. I like when people stay on topic with the reads and the arguing. Don't like be arguing with me about the sky being blue and then be like, that's why you peed your pants in the second grade. What the fuck does one have to do with the other? You guys get what I'm saying? These new age housewives just get on my fucking nerves with these rehearsed reads, i.e. Drew. First of all, Drew, you could literally read Char... I almost said Charnay. That's one of my friend's names. <laughs> Anyways, Drew, you could literally read Charay about a myriad of things, especially since she's talking to you about a subject that's adjacent to your husband. You literally would just be like, Sheree, keep my fucking, me and my husband's name out of your fucking mouth. You just sat in the cold waiting on an ex-con. Boom, period. But instead, instead, you decide to say something ridiculous, which is maybe your mind's going the older you get, which yeah, it's her birthday, whatever. But then you decide to go, just I can't I can't okay first of all Sheree looks fucking amazing she looks amazing if I look like Sheree at 52 like I said y'all gonna be sick of me plastic surgery or not 
Y'all going to be sick of me if I look like Sheree at 52. Okay, because the woman looks good. She looks better than Drew looks now. At 40, whatever, however old Drew is. So we shouldn't go there at all. All right. And then Drew does this thing where Sheree's like, all right, fine. We're done with this conversation. Da, da, da. And she goes, we understand each other. And then claps like this. You're just trying to reinvent another. We see each other moment. Stop. Yes. Nini is the fucking blueprint. Don't get me wrong. There's no denying that, but you should learn from those things. Not try to recreate those moments. Please, I feel the same way about Chanel Ayan from Dubai. Like, I tried, y'all. I think I got through like about four episodes of Dubai. She tries to go too hard too soon. Everything doesn't need a reaction, especially if Nini is one of a kind. The Nini, Phaedra, Sheree, also one of a kind because how they just naturally respond to things is funny, whether there's a camera in front of them or not. But the way they respond to things is what got that camera in front of them in the first place. You get what I'm saying? Phaedra said, actually, she didn't even say anything, to be honest. Somebody called Chanel stupid or something like that. And they talked about it on the morning show that Phaedra is on. And Phaedra said, well, that's not nice. And then when asked about it, Phaedra said, you know, this is just housewife stuff in the way that Phaedra does. It is just housewife stuff. She said a fact there. I have six franchises, hundreds of episodes to back that statement up that this is just housewife stuff. People just say things. People call each other stupid. That is putting it the lightest way, like the lightest. Okay. And then what does Chanel Ion do? She gets on Twitter and says, shut the fuck up, Phaedra. You don't want to rehash the at, and she acts Candy. Candy's probably somewhere like, now why the hell I gotta be in it? Why y'all talking about me? Like, You added Candy, who had nothing to do with it in the first place. You brought something up that had nothing to do with you. You literally weren't even in the housewife universe when that shit happened. So shut your fucking mouth, okay? I didn't need to go off on a tangent like that. See, look at me acting like her, telling somebody to shut up. I'm just so tired of these rehearsed reads, guys. I'm tired of these new housewives. It just seems so inauthentic to me. It really fucking does. Like it, it's annoying. You can read somebody or if you, if you can't, if you can't, there's no need to go to PetSmart and get a fucking bone just to throw on the floor and then waste that could have been used for a poor doggy's toy. Like if you can't just d- do something else. But honestly, I'm going to say this. If you can't read somebody down without pulling things from something that you weren't around for, then maybe you shouldn't be a fucking housewife. How about that? Okay, I'm sick. I'm obviously sick and tired of this shit. I literally was talking to my friends about this all day because I'm so annoyed by it. I really am, guys. I really am. Okay. Oh, that's all I have for Atlanta this week. Let's hobble over across the street, honestly, and get into Married to Medicine. So we start this episode out with Contessa saying that she had high hopes for Heavenly and the intervention. I'm using air quotes there. And honestly, 
Contessa, you had higher hopes for Heavenly than you did for your low down husband. Therein lies the issue, babes. Like, <laughs> what? Like, and I'm probably going to say something unpopular, but they just need to drag Heavenly back. Like, just start dragging her back. I'm not saying that since Heavenly, like, since they all play around, that everybody should be able to take it. Kind of like Heavenly's husband said. Like, just because Heavenly plays around doesn't mean that everybody should be able to take it. But, like, if it were me and she kept dragging me and I didn't want to be the butt of a joke anymore, I would literally just start reading her right the fuck back. I think that when we're talking about the ambush, because that's what we're going to call it, Simone is comparing apples to oranges. Quad didn't bring everyone in a room and ambush her. They got into it on Instagram and apparently they've gotten into it like behind the scenes off camera even more. Okay. I just, there's a difference. There's a huge difference here. Um, If that were me, I would feel a certain type of way if I were Heavenly as well, because I feel like what Heavenly is saying is, Contessa, we've been friends for a long time. You haven't spoken to me since New York since they filmed the reunion. And then you have, you barely speak to me in five months and then we resume filming again. And all of a sudden you want to sit down and have this talk. And I get it to create, like it's their job, but I do think that a moment still could have been created. However, it didn't have to be that bad and it didn't have to be at Heavenly's expense, even though yes, Heavenly should stop getting on YouTube about people. I just think Contessa was trying to solidify her space like her storyline this season because obviously she decided to stay with her husband and she all not only did she decide to stay with her husband she wants to reveal nothing about them getting back together what they worked through like she doesn't want to talk about it anymore she wants to really just zoop zoop throw away the key i did a zipping lip emoji for everyone who can't see which is literally everyone but she wants to lock it away and never talk about it again because that's how she's choosing to handle it, I guess. But she's putting all of that energy into heavenly. And it's like, girl, no, you're still mad at Scott's low down ass. Now, look, I do love when Miss Quad starts snapping, though. That between her and Simone going back and forth was so fucking funny to me because they got so intense. And then when Simone <laughs> said, because this is America. Even Quad had to laugh. And that is why I fucking love the Married to Medicine ladies. I really, really do. Okay. Oh, now I don't feel bad for Contessa at all. Um, I kind of did last season because like her husband sucks and we all know that, but no, I don't feel bad for you, Contessa. You can stomp around your house and pout. I don't think she gave Heavenly any type of pass. Once again, you've given Scott more passes. And to be honest, Scott did something worse to you than Heavenly did. They both tried to embarrass you, but I don't think Heavenly was trying to embarrass Contessa. I think that she just fucking talks. Like, I think if you took a camera, took the camera off of Heavenly and were to observe her in real life, I think she does the same thing. Just like I just said about Nini, Sheree, Phaedra. That's how they act in front of a camera or off of it. And it just so happens that Heavenly, that's how she acts and that's how she landed her spot on this show. And that's why she will remain. Okay. That is why she will remain. Oh, that woman is so funny to me. Don't at me. 
we're not arguing about it all right huh now everybody's irritating me and when i mean everybody i mean the team of contessa simone and toya because like how the fuck are we turning to anila and saying that she's the one that brought the energy down by saying i don't like this what that's that's a pretty normal reaction i would say the same thing i would be i'm nervous and i love a mess i love mess but if you took me in there and put me there without any like pretense i would absolutely my armpits would be spicy are you kidding me they'd be tingling i'd be like no i don't like this i'm nervous i laugh when i'm nervous all the fucking time do i think heavenly was nervous no <laughs> don't think she was nervous i'm sorry i love her all right toya dr jack or i just said toya jackie toya simone and contessa are projecting like don't drag me for this y'all Dr. Simone, you almost got a divorce on national TV, okay? It was very sweet, y'all coming back together. Do not get me wrong. I loved that moment. But, like, you also put your relationship on front street. So I do think that, like, Simone is maybe a little bit triggered by Heavenly because, like, of what happened to her. She was in kind of in Toya's shoes, but Cecil was not Scott, all right? Toya, you kept moving. You got the streets talking about your finances you got your husband stressed out. Like, let's not act like Heavenly's pulling this out of nowhere. Y'all gave it to her. Y'all gave it to her. I'm not saying that like, I mean, yeah, I guess I am because they're on a fucking reality TV show. Okay. You're on a reality TV show. I do also believe that like, if you cracked the lens open, how they're saying, oh, she wants to focus on us so much. Why doesn't she focus on herself? Because her life's a mess. I don't think that Heavenly's life is a mess. And I don't think that Heavenly is unhappy at home with her husband. I think they're quite happy, actually. Because let me tell you something. You don't marry somebody like Heavenly. Amanda's not marry somebody like Heavenly and not know what he's getting into. He knows, Damon knows who his wife is and he loves her. I think that there is some feelings of like, how can heavenly be heavenly, 120% heavenly, and her man still wants to be with her. Every different jokes for different folks. You know what I mean? Now, Anila did my one of my least favorite things that housewives do, which is explain the most simple of things that our us regular folk do day to fucking day, and then be like, how am I supposed to do this? what what and her mom was having none of it and i appreciate it <laughs> her mom was like girl i did not have assistance you will be fine you will be fine have a good day love you mwah, mwah. okay now let's get to this party first of all i want to make one thing clear if as if i wasn't already annoyed by contessa I'm even that much more annoyed now that she didn't get her ass up and come to this fucking party. You, you're skipping events. You know what happens when you skip events? People forget that you're not there. The way I didn't even realize that Contessa wasn't there, I realized her husband was there. But like, don't, you might not want to do too much more of that Contessa before you lose your job, all right? Now, the thing that a lot of people are talking about was the U-Haul corny? Yes. The costumes. 
I will say this. Had they not called everybody outside, I, and like, not only, not only did they call everybody outside, like, they literally were insistent. Like, come outside, come outside, come outside. If I'm inside in the function, enjoying myself, and you are yelling at me to come outside, fucking Beyonce better be outside. Because I'm not going. All right. So I think it was corny of them to call everybody outside. I think it was corny for them to announce that the butt of the joke was Toya and Eugene. If they would have just come inside in the jumpsuits and been like, yeah, we're the movers. Like you, y'all need our help. We know you do. Ha 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 ha. And moved on. I think it would have been fine. Now, on the other hand, Eugene is very upset by this. Dare I say unreasonably upset? And let me let me let me let me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you why. It's because Eugene is stressed. And Eugene is stressed for other reasons that all lead back to Toya. He's trying to make his wife happy. He's trying so fucking hard. She wants to move every three seconds. He builds her her dream house. She says it's not good enough. Then she wants another one. Like he's really stressed. He's not happy at work. You know what I mean? And then this happens to just kind of throw salt in the wound. And he can't take any of that out on his wife. He can't go off on Toya. I, well, he could. I don't suggest he do it. We see how Toya get down. Okay. He's not going to go off on Toya. Who can he go off on? Anila and her husband. So I feel for Eugene. I really do. But like both, both sides. Really? Like Anila, you couldn't come up with a better costume. It's honestly kind of lazy. But here's my thing. I'm somebody who I went trick-or-treating twice as a kid. I wasn't allowed to go. It was not a religious thing. My mom was really paranoid. She saw something on TV when we lived overseas about like people putting razor blades in candy back in the United States. So when we came back here, she was like, no, you guys are not trick-or-treating. And honestly, it never bothered me. Um, It's always cold around Halloween. I don't necessarily like need to dress up. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. Uh, now, when I went to, if I went to parties, like if my friends had Halloween parties, I could dress up and go. She wouldn't like, she wouldn't be like, no. And then she did let me go in the cul-de-sac one time. And honestly, that was enough. I like went to the door. I was like, trick or treat. They put some candy in there. But then like, what am I going to do with all this candy? Half of it I don't even fucking want. Okay. <laughs> Nevertheless how I feel about costumes as adults. Let me tell you what drives me crazy is stuff in my home that like is only going to get used once, especially clothing. So like a lot of costumes only get used once. I think that those jumpsuits obviously only getting used once. That's why I was Tina Turner for Halloween last year. I went and got the wig and then I wore a black dress of my own. I wore my own denim jacket like you know what I mean I like to make realistic costumes you're not gonna catch me like dressed up as a zombie if I can make it from my own closet I will now that I've gone off on that tangent let's redirect and talk about 
Something I hope Eugene doesn't send Eugene over the edge, which is his costume. You guys, I please, I don't get offended when I say this, but I hate when couples dress up as Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, I really fucking do. I really do. It drives me crazy because like, really? Jay-Z, really? All right. Yeah, y'all Jay-Z and Beyonce, all right. <laughs> but not only that, when I first saw Eugene, I just knew. I just knew he was The weekend. I said, oh, Eugene's The weekend," <laughs> Because he had on a Rolling Stones t-shirt in a blazer, a sports jacket. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Jay-Z wear a Rolling Stones t-shirt or a graphic t-shirt at that. I really fucking haven't. Um, what in the, like the hair was giving the weekend. Now I did look up a picture. Jay-Z had his dreads like that as well, but it just wasn't. Mm -mm. I didn't realize that they were Jay-Z and Beyonce until I looked at Toya because I said, oh, the weekend. And then when I looked at Toya, I said, Bella Hadid doesn't dress like that. And then I said, and I assessed the half up, half down pony and the sunglasses. And I said, oh, they're supposed to be Jay-Z and Beyonce. I just think, okay, this is, I'm going to be honest. I think people who, couples who dress up like Jay-Z and Beyonce, like they think a lot of themselves. I That's just how I feel because Toya said, we'll, we'll be billionaires when we flip a couple of houses. No. In the words of Beyonce, you can't get no higher. Dennis, no, no, like, no, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just still not, I'm, I can't because, like, I put on Instagram when Eugene was like, You tried to make a fool out of me. I was like, You have that wig on right now. And honestly, they did better than me because I would have said that. Like, if somebody was like, You dressed, was dressed like, Eugene. And it was like, oh, you're trying to make a fool out of me? I'd be like, no, you're doing that all by yourself. I might just be assisting a little bit. <laughs> you have that wig on. You guys, I'm not kidding. I seriously fucking stopped the television and was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, God. Now, Toya having her, the, the other reason I will say I wish that Anila wouldn't have done this is because it gives Toya more ammo to be like, girl, you're so obsessed with me. I don't think that Anila is obsessed with Toya. I think she wants to be friends again. And I think that Anila doesn't really know how to go about that. You know what I mean? Toya and her were friends. They had a rift in their relationship. And I think that she wants her friend back, but she doesn't know like how to not only go about that in an organic way, but also navigate it into a way where it translates well for TV and she keeps her job. That's how I feel about that. Um, and I'm very annoyed by Toya because it's always people that no one is obsessed with that are like, you're obsessed with me. So I get really mad when people give them ammo to fucking say that shit. I have had people do some like kind of weirdo shit to me. And I don't think I've ever said you're obsessed with me. I, ugh, ick. That gives me the fucking ick. Ugh, but 
nevertheless, that's all I have for the shows this week. I didn't watch Beverly Hills. Um, something about Rena screaming, thinking that she's telling somebody something really triggers me. And I just wasn't in a mind space this week to where I could take Rena yelling, acting like she was going off on somebody. I did see that shit, um, that clip from Watch What Happens Live where she's like, you know, I'm, I'm a mess, Andy. I, I know. I am just, uh, uh, I'm a mess. Rena been a mess, been a mess, babes. Like before you even filmed that season, you have been a mess. But like, I guess this is the first step we could ask for. I think this is the only step we gonna get if I'm being quite honest, all right? But I didn't have it in me to watch Beverly Hills. I'll get around to it, okay? I also really did not like it, the how last week ended when Erica told Garcelle, I think Sutton's a liability for you because that is trying to play on a whole different level of the race card. Erica, you don't speak for black people. Like I I know you think you're down. I know you think like people who look like me don't support me, but people who look like you, like she said to Lonnie Love and Adrian Bylone apparently at Garcelle's party, like, oh, black people believe me, black people have my back. I, where are they? Because I don't know, not, not the ones I know. No, like none of the ones I know. So, and why would you say that? Okay. You don't speak for black folks. Um, We can do that ourselves. Our opinions are not linear, especially not on you. Okay. So just hush it up, Miss Mamas. I didn't like that. I found it to be quite gross and quite audacious, if I'm being very honest. Um, So yeah, I said, not this week. <laughs> uh, but I just have a few more things to touch on and then we're going to wrap up the episode. So if you're listening to this on Friday, the day it comes out, it's officially been seven days. Seven days since Beyonce released Renaissance. And y'all, like when Beyonce releases, I usually get like pretty emotional just because like her, she touches my soul. Like she really fucking does. Okay. But like the way I have been feeling lately, and I really can't even put it into words because it's not, I've been very, very anxious very anxious. I'm going through a transition. Like I said, I just started a new job, but not only that, this is a completely different, just like position in life for me. Should I say, I mean, position within the, um, workforce in general, like I've, this is new territory for me. I've never had an office job. Like I've never, I'm in sales, so I've never done what I'm doing. Like, yeah, I've, sold myself, like, you know, doing hair, having my own business and stuff, well, having my own business. I mean, you are your business when you do hair. You know what? You guys know what I'm saying. I'm telling y'all these seltzers getting to me. All right. But then, you know, of course, then selling drinks, but drinks sell themselves. So I'm just in a completely different territory and I've just been a little overwhelmed with the transition in my life. I do have some other personal things going on and I feel like I say that often. I feel like y'all gonna be like, bitch, when don't you have something personal going on? I don't know. I was just thinking about that today. Like I feel very overwhelmed. I feel very just like, I don't know. Um, 
But at the same time, I feel pretty proud of myself for where I am personally. Um, I have not been reacting to things like I usually would because I have the tendency to be a quite reactionary person. Um, so, you know, when Beyonce was singing to me while all of them were bops and upbeat, like her words just, just touched me. Like when Church Girl came on, I cried. Like I cried and then I shook my mother fucking ass. Then I cry again and I shake my motherfucking ass again. Like, are you fucking serious? No one can do it like Beyonce. And again, I will hear no Beyonce slander. Um, I have opinions on the whole Khalees thing, but I'm not, I'm just not talking about it. Believe it or not, I'm not going to talk about something because I, I can't. Um, there are people who really hate Beyonce and they will just say anything to like discredit her. Um, and on the other side, there are people who really love Beyonce, me being one of them. However, I'm not saying that that makes everything she does right. However, you know, I said, I'm not talking about this. So you know what? We don't, we're going to move on from that whole thing. Cause I have strong feelings about it, but <laughs> the album is amazing. I, I can't even believe I was at the last Beyonce concert. Um, I can't imagine seeing all of this live. I'm going to be probably even more emotional. I cried at the last Beyonce concert I was at. I literally had to like fix my makeup afterwards to go out. That's I cried. Okay. So if you haven't listened to Renaissance yet and you're a Beyonce fan, you're not a Beyonce fan because we've all listened to Renaissance. So that means you're a hater. That means you're a hater. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. (laughs) just kidding. I'm just messing with you guys. Um, like I said, I'm going to be having some office polls. Okay. I want to hear your work stories this upcoming week on the Instagram page. So look out for those. Um, follow me over on Instagram at who asked me podcast. Y'all already know. And then if you want to follow my personal page, it's at Zell's life at S E L L E S L I F E. Y'all already know. Like I said, I'm on Bitch is Better this week with Raven. It's so fun. You should go over there and listen. If you haven't, if you're coming from Ravens to listen, I really appreciate that because I actually talked about a lot of the same shit <laughs> that we talked about over there. So if you listen to Raven's episode and then came over here and sat through this one, you're a trooper. I appreciate you. I should buy you a drink or something. <laughs> Oh, I will talk to y'all next week.